This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Company. As you might have heard, Kelly, you're running into a little bit of technical difficulties. He might be uh, stuck in a loop somewhere. Uh, I know he was getting a bunch of uh, technical accommodations earlier today. Nonetheless, we don't have him right now. I'll keep trying um, and see if he can somehow rejoin us. But for now, I do want to bring in... Karen McGee, because, you know, at this time, every Friday, we like to welcome in one of our members from our regional content reports, and uh, this week it is Karen McGee from Ottawa. Karen, how are you? Jeff, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, but I love the fact you come to the person with the worst internet in the world. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm not trying to jinx this or anything, but, you know, I do have the worst internet in the world. So Just phenomenal. Um, so <laughs> great, hopefully... Great day for you, technically. <laughs> <laughs> I know. One of those... Is it Friday the 13th? Like, I feel like it should be. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I 26. Yeah. Or you're off by, thir- you're off by 13 Thir- days. It, so, it yeah. Intervals of 13. So I guess that's kind of where we're going with this. Um but Karen, um, let's start with your first topic. And I know we've talked about Mike Shorman before on the program, but um, can you give us sort of an update? How did things go for him the last week or so? So I've been following this story all summer, A, because I love it, because I think paddleboarding is cool. And I do, you know me, I love a good body of water. I could spend all summer on the water if I was allowed. So the idea of paddle boarding across all five Great Lakes actually intrigues me. Not saying that I would do it because I'm pretty sure I don't have the core strength, but I love the idea that somebody's trying. So he actually completed his crossing of Lake Ontario um, last week. He arrived in the Har- Toronto Harbour front on Saturday, and that means he has successfully become the first person with a disability to cross all five Great Lakes. Um, all five Great Lakes were swam across, and it wasn't Marilyn Bell, was it Vicki Keith that did it uh, in the 80s? Much way before you were born, Jeff. Um, so for people who haven't heard about Mike, in 2018, he was diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which affected his vision, his mobility, and his speech. Um, for the pop culture reference, because I've got to throw that in, um, that is the same uh, element that... Um, Justin Bieber was recently diagnosed with. But Mike actually used to run a paddleboard business, which is why he's using paddleboards. But he was unable to do it after his diagnosis because it really affected his balance as well. Um, so he was crossing the Great Lakes on a paddleboard as a way to raise awareness and money for mental health. He really struggled um, after he was diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt syndrome. And his mental health really took a hit. Um, and he was surrounded by great friends and family who helped him out. And he wanted to find a way to give back. So he partnered with Jack.org, 
which is a national mental health organization for youth and teens as a way to raise money to give back and sort of raise awareness about uh, about mental health while he took on the uh, the crossing of the Great Lakes. That is awesome. Uh, I have been following along, and um, this is obviously quite the feat, but um, just to do it, five Great Lakes, like you're, you're right. I mean, we, we always see these um, advocates and, and people who are willing to push the limits, really, um, you know, crossing the English Channel or crossing the Great Lakes or Lake Ontario. But this is not just like one Great Lake, Karen. This is like five. <laughs> uh, so, and it, some of them are overnight trips. So, I mean, they're not, it's not like three hours and you're done. Like yeah. some of these trips were over 20 hours. So I just think it's fantastic. He started in May and uh, basically it's been about one Great Lake a month because it does take a lot of energy. Yeah. And a lot of planning and the weather has to be in your favor before you strike off across these bodies of water, which can get quite, I don't think people realize when you hear lake, you don't think big waves, but I mean, no, the, yeah. the, the, the waves you get in Lake Ontario, Lake Superior, um, well known for its, um, its, uh, its, its waves and its lake. Just listen to the song by Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've been on a couple of the Great Lakes those waves do get pretty big. And I will also say this, Karen, is that it can get cool, especially when you go up to the more northern um, parts of the Great Lakes. Like, that, those lakes can get pretty cool. So uh, if, if you fall in or if you want to swim, I mean, you might want a little bit of a, a wetsuit or something to go along with that. Um, Karen, can you tell us how much she ended up raising for, on his journey so far? According to CTV, he raised over 60000 of the 100000 he was hoping to raise. You can actually read more about his journey and donate on jack.org. I checked a few minutes before we went on. He was closer to 70000 So he's still got a way to go. But, I mean, any money has been great money. And he's made some, more importantly, there's been, he's gotten some really great press over the summer on both sides of the border. Because um, he'd usually start in the States and then come across to Canada. I think when he did the reverse, he started in Canada went across to the States. Um but it's raised awareness, uh, raised awareness of Ramsey Hunt syndrome, raised awareness of mental health. And I, I think that is just as important as the money. It's it's making people aware that that these are issues that people run into that, well, you may have a, a disease like, you know, so, so you can you can get affected by a disease. And there are side effects that people may not have always thought of, like your mental health. Yeah, well, this is definitely grabbing attention and headlines abroad. So um, really good for Mike and Maybe one day we can get him on our show, see how he does on, on his uh, once he's done his journey. So uh, good on Mike. Karen, switching to uh, your second topic here, um, for a boy in Manotech, am I pronouncing that right? Almost. It's oh, Manotech. Manotech. Uh, a little re- softer on the middle low. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, a recent tour of a fire truck was extra special because of one firefighter. Can you tell us what's going on here? So Manatick is a little community um, just south of Ottawa. It is beautiful. I love Manatick. Um, so most young people and some older people I know love a good fire truck. Um, fire halls have been opening their doors for years. And let young people and families get up close and personal with these trucks. I know I've taken my nephew to several of the ones here in Morseburg. And kids love fire trucks. So last week, the Manatick Fire Station, which is also station number 94, was participating in the Taste of Manatick event, and they had some of their trucks on the main street. And six-year-old Sam got to have the same experience that other kids get, which may not sound like a big deal, but Sam communicates using American Sign Language, ALS, ASL. So 
to communicate, one of the firefighters was able to give Sam a tour and answer all his questions in ASL, which was a first for Sam. So firefighter Agnes McDougall, and first of all, that is a great firefighter name in my opinion, Agnes McDougall, love that, um, <laughs> had, had learned ASL through his mother, and he was able to give Sam the same experience that other kids get. And that's what Agnes said about it, is that the... It was it. Sam got the same experience. And, you know, that's a really big deal. Sam's mom was really touched and talked about her experiences on social media, about how much this meant to Sam and, and the pictures that they had of Sam on social media. And he's got, you know, six years old. He's got that curly sort of summer hair that hasn't been cut for a bit. It's like it's that little boy curly hair look that's yeah. so adorable. That as soon as you cut it, the kids look much older. But when you leave it, those little ringlets, the smile on his face. When they say a kid's smile stretches from ear to ear, Sam's smile was grinning from ear to ear. He got to touch hoses. He got to get in the cab. And the cutest one is him with some firefighting gear on, which is, of course, miles too big for him. But it was adorable. And you could just see how happy he was and how much it meant to him to be able to be included in, a, in what is a really simple experience that kids across the country get all the time, getting hanging out in a fire truck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was always one of the big ones when I was a kid, uh, especially when they would make their annual trip to a school and we would go out and I don't know if I ever got to ride in a fire truck, but I definitely got to check out the exterior, maybe touch the hoses. And it, I was just so in awe. Like it was like a, one of those typical big red fire trucks. It's got the chrome everywhere. Um, as a kid, you just sort of stand there and you're just like, Wow. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it is, it is a big deal. And for, for a, a young kid like this to, to, to feel included, to, to, uh, feel like he can be part of everything and anything that he wants is just such a special thing. And, you know, as an adult now, it, I, it, it, it brings me such great pleasure when, um, you knowing that I've already experienced that and then you get to witness somebody else who hasn't experienced that, mainly kids like uh, my niece and nephew, uh, whenever they get to experience something for the first time and if it's like a fire truck, like, my goodness, that is, uh, you know, pr pretty darn big. So um, really special moment here, Karen. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny you mentioned your niece too because when I was young, way back in the seventies, um, the um, that was nineteen seventy. Um, the um, they didn't have female firefighters, and now one of my best friends growing up, her daughter, is a member of the volunteer firefighting team here in Morseburg, and she's going through school to become a full time firefighter, and. That's a big deal too for little girls. There was a, we had a parade in their summer for two B weekend, mm -hmm. and she drove the fire truck. That, and you could just see it was the coolest thing. I was like, I got goosebumps watching her going like, how like that's so cool. Little girls can get that same excitement too with these big trucks. It's not yeah. just about little boys anymore. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Karen, if people are interested in learning ASL, where can they go to get more information? So Canadian Hearing Services offers classes and information. And Sam's mom told the Ottawa Citizen something that really struck home for me about this. The more people who know ASL, the bigger the world becomes for Sam. So, you know, and I hadn't thought of it that way before, but that's a really good way to put it, that people learning ASL, you're including my, my neighbor, um, his wife is deaf and uses ASL, and their new baby is also deaf. So I want to learn ASL so I can communicate with, ironically, my my my, uh, my neighbor's wife's name is Sammy. Um, I want to be able to communicate better with Sammy and her kids. 
Like they're my neighbors. Yeah. I shouldn't be able to communicate with them other than just waving across and, you know, making sure I'm close enough that she can read my lips. I want to be able to communicate with her in her language. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hope that this can maybe make their, its way into school boards somewhere. I know French is typically uh, one of the language that people learn, but maybe ASL. Maybe ASL can find their way into school boards. I always thought highly of that, and I think it would definitely be um, a good thing to learn. Karen, just before I let you go, the uh, Women's World Cup is taking place. Canada beat Finland yesterday 4-1. to one. Uh, I was telling Dave Brown earlier today that I have my calendar circled for Tuesday, August 30th, a big matchup against the USA. Are you uh, paying attention to this tournament? I'm paying attention to it. I will admit I didn't watch the the men's junior as much as I usually do. It feels felt a little weird in August. The women's doesn't feel as weird in August for some reason. Yeah. Um, maybe because we're used to being in weird weird times. Um, and I have friends who are working on the crew over there, the TV crew over there. One, there's a, one of the, a girl who used to work with me many years ago who I actually trained a lot. Um, she's technical director for all the games over there so like i love that so i watch it for the games you know you know me i love hockey i love women's hockey i love where it's come since i used to play this wasn't around when i played i'm still waiting for them to call me they have not there's still a chance um there's still a chance i'm over 50 i'm over 50 i i i'm not holding my breath but you never know you never know um i think it's wonderful that young women have this opportunity and i will support that 100 percent. and there's nothing beats the canada u.s game yeah nothing Awesome, Karen. Well, uh, enjoy the hockey. Enjoy the uh, last little bit of summer here. And I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. And hopefully uh, we can get Kelly back soon. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) Thank you, Karen. That was Karen McGee, one of our regional content specialists from Ottawa, giving us the lowdown on all things uh, in Ontario. And like I said, hopefully we get Kelly McDonald back for the start of Hour 2, which is just moments away. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.